Hey guys, and welcome to episode 186 of the Startup Diary. I'm with my beautiful, uh, very sharply dressed co-host, Adam Callow. How's it I, going? I, I do I do sort of scrub up for <laughs> meetings. I do, I do try and make an effort when I'm seeing new people, to be honest. That's good, it's good. I don't I'm always here. rock up in t-shirts and jeans and case with K-Swiss, Vans. It's because I've seen the advert oh my. for Gary. I know, you man. You are Gary V through and through. Where's your beanie today? I just saw it. I just saw the uh, the thing he's doing. He's actually doing something in London today because one of the wow. guys that uh, follows the podcast um, posted something on his Instagram saying, looking forward to seeing Gary V at a London pop-up. He's launching. Are you, are you going down to see him? No, that's not one. That's not, I wouldn't be dressed. No, I mean, are you going to stay down there to see him? No, I'm going to try and get back. So I've got off-peak train times because um, mm-hmm. I'm cheap like that. I like to save some money. Uh, if my meeting's wrapped up and I can get a train before four, I'm going to. If not, there's a chance I'll pop by. Cool, cool. So we have another listener question today. But before we get into that, Adam, you've got another review for us to read out. I do. I definitely do. Thanks, Driven9943, who says, Great to hear Adam and Harrison chat and give the views on the business world. Whether you're a startup or not, there are things we're all able to take away from their open, honest, and candid podcast. Well worth listening to it. Hugely appreciate the review. If you want to get your review read out on our next podcast, the reason we ask for these reviews is it one, helps us understand why you listen to the show, and it also helps other people find the show in iTunes because reviews massively impact where we rank in the iTunes store. But let's leave it there. Let's get into today's episode. And today's question from the listeners uh, you can ask a question by the way by emailing harrison at experttrades.com but funnily enough this one wasn't via email it was or instagram <laughs> you can grab us on instagram at startup podcast and i'd say 90 percent of the questions come through those two channels but this one was a little bit different mm-hmm. so this one came through messenger uh, of the facebook and i made a typo so that's why i said it like that it says hey guys got a quick question for the show because i keep hearing very mixed views on it I'm just starting out as a social media marketer and content creator targeting gyms. I am trying to build my customer base but have no clients or big clients in this area, but I know the space very well. Do you recommend working for free slash cheap to get my foot in the door? Appreciate the advice if you have time. Love the show. Keeps me motivated. Uh, That is David. Cool. And as you were reading that, I remember getting this question through on Facebook Messenger. I think it's from one of the groups that I'm part of uh, that I sort of try and contribute in. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember getting the question, and normally when I get a question, I like to sort of understand what my views on it are and then really drive that home. I don't think this is one of those shows. I don't think this is a, here's, here's what we believe is the right answer. And so I just want to have a, more of a conversation around this point because I know it's a really big topic because people are massively divided on should you work for free. Yeah, I, th- I think just by the very, the fact that there's already, he's been hearing loads of mixed views on it just kind of illustrates that point. Like it, w- With anything, if there's so many conflicting arguments why you should or shouldn't do something, it probably means because there's no right or wrong answer. And exactly, and I think what it all boils down to, I think it just comes down to circumstances. Mm. Um, so if we just break David's situation down, he's trying to get into social media marketing and being a content creator. And he said specifically, was it for gyms? Uh, yep. Firstly, uh, awesome to hear that he's sort of really niching down and working out who he wants his target customer to be. Um, from from my point of view on this, I think it all depends on your current situation. Like if David's in a position now where where he needs to pay his bills, let's just start with that. Like most people have bills to pay. And if he's using this as a side job with a view to go and do this full time in the future, I think he has a lot less 
to risk so mm-hmm. he can he can go and try and build a client base up a little bit quicker by doing work cheaper or free i think if he's trying to like leave his current job and he started this agency and he's currently sat in his office at home or just sat at his kitchen table and he's like holy shit where do i get clients and money from um that will definitely change his views on things having said that i don't actually know whether it impacts the right or wrong answer to this yeah it's um i think most of the time if you're going to take a a shift um in career changes and things like that, you don't want to just go all or nothing when you've not necessarily proven the avenue. Like if he's not got any clients at all uh, or any big clients that he's going to cover his costs, then then some sort of transition period just makes the most sense because if, it, especially like if he can, if he's still got enough time to maintain his current position and where mm-hmm. he's at uh, and then do this on the side, like you say, as a side job, then free probably does make sense because that, I think the idea of getting your foot in the door, like, the opportunity is more, it's more of a, a case of how can I help you, yep. Mr. Client, um, free of charge so I can build my uh, portfolio, but also <laughs> maybe take some sort of mentorship or something along those lines. Uh, I think that's the best option if you've, like say, got bills and <laughs> you've yeah. all got bills to yeah, pay. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> got bills to pay. Everyone's got stuff that they need to sort out. I think from from where I'm at, let's, if, if David's in a position now where he's currently doing content marketing, he's mm-hmm. currently doing social media marketing, and he's now pivoting into the gym space to do it for himself. Is he, if he's already got a solid track record, one of the things just off the top of my head that I'd look at is can he use any of the work that he's done in his current job in his own portfolio when he's going and trying to close new clients? If he's currently working a nine-to-five as a social media marketer and agency, is there, is there anything in his contract that stops him from using that in his own portfolio so he can go in to his sort of dream clients and say, listen, uh, I'm setting up my own agency. Here's who I am. Here's what I've done in the past. And he's got some credibility behind him. That's an option. I think one thing he needs to do is sort of make a list of who are his dream clients. So make Mm. a target list, like the 10, 20, 30, 40 gyms around him that are like outstanding. He would love to land them as a client. Then put top five on the board and think, if I land these five, I am sorted. These are the people that I want to be doing long-term work for. What I wouldn't do is go to those five and say, hey, can I do some work for free, show you how good I am, and then charge you afterwards? Okay. Because I think you're already lowering you're lowering the bar of where you can move the price up to in the future. So you want to you almost kind of use a... You want to have your hit list of big win clients. Dream clients, yep. yeah. Keep them to one side and use, in air quotes, smaller gyms or smaller targets yep. to kind of flex your muscles, pardon the pun, <laughs> in that sort of area. <laughs> um because if you go for a, a lesser client that's probably not expecting as much as well, mm-hmm. you might, you hopefully will be able to provide them with an opportunity as well that they're probably not able to afford to pay for a for a for a person that's sole job is the uh, the marketing and content side of it. Yep. Then you might actually be a dream come true for them as well. So it's 100%. a win-win situation on on hundred percent. I would go to those. Um, second tier, third tier mm. potential clients that you know that you couldn't build a sustainable business off because they don't have the they don't have the budget to pay probably the rates that you mm. need to charge to make this a really nice business. Um, but go to them and just be like, listen, I'm starting this thing out, and I can see that you've got a local gym. Can I help you? And as long as you cover my costs, as in to travel here, 
um, to understand what you do and you cover the Facebook spend as an example, all the work around that, all the mm. video work, all the campaign creation, all the, all the photos, all the assets, all the copy, I'm going to do free of charge. But it kind of comes with a contingency that I understand exactly what success looks like for you. And if I deliver that, you're happy to jump on camera and give me a testimonial. Yeah. I think it all comes down to that sort of value exchange in terms of he needs to sort of ladder himself up to bigger clients. But what he shouldn't do, and I think I think one of the reasons that this is such a hot topic and people get massively on their high horse about not working for free is because it devalues people that are already in the market. So if I'm in the market and I'm charging 100 pounds an hour for social media consultancy, mm -hmm and some whippersnapper comes in and offers it for free, like that devalues my price. And I don't think that's actually a valid argument because if you are good enough, then your 100 pounds should be valid to the client regardless of who comes in. Yeah, what it means totally. is those people that are already established and potentially back in the day, and this is what always confuses me, back in the day, they probably started doing work for friends and family for free, but now they've made it and now they're on their pedestal. They sort of say, oh no, no, well, you shouldn't work for free because it's devaluing the price in the market for the rest of us. Like you shouldn't do design work that cheap or for free because as professional designers need to make a living. This is competition at the end of the day. Like these guys have got to come up, they've got to come through. And I think David should use the opportunity to go and do work for free if he can afford it, 100% mm -hmm. if he can afford it. If he can't afford it, and this goes back to what I said at the beginning, is like even if he can't afford it, does this affect my answer? And I don't think it does. I think if he can't afford it, he goes and gets a job at Costa Coffee and does that nine to five and then does this at evenings and weekends until he's built up a client base. You're going to say something? Uh, yeah, as you said, a couple of things. First of all, I think I think partly some some of the people that might be advising don't do things for free might have been burnt from their own act of doing something for free. And, Great and it's point. like I went for my A-list client to start with, offered them a free service and was basically just providing more than what they were receiving in return. And therefore, I would never do anything for free again because it's not sustainable. By going the approach that we've kind of suggested is starting from the bottom and working up, that's going to negate any of those sort of negative financial effects. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to cap your earning potential in the future mm. because I think it's really difficult when you go into a client and say, hey, can I do this work for free? You do a three-month campaign and they go, oh, yeah, that's really successful. Then you go in and go, great, it's a three grand a month retainer if you want me to repeat it. They go, whoa, like that's a massive, like we, like we've, that's a we've massive had the jump. Basically the exact same issue. Like when we've spoke about it on a previous episode, it's like we, we were given uh, one of our packages away for like 800 quid all in yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah and that's just 600 oh my God, 600 I swear hurts. that number's getting lower it hurts man but yeah so quid. so you end up understanding the value and your worth as you go up so but you you have to go through those teething pains and we don't we don't now uh like that contract was finished so any more work we do actually charge more for yeah but so <laughs> but i think that comes down it's a really 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 good point like we started off we didn't start off free again bills to pay and we were we were given some direct value and i also have a yeah, i have, we I have, have the luxury of having uh existing customers in the industry yeah. and, and a little bit of an understanding that and there's a pre-established value that we could already provide it, yeah we, we were charging for a service but with that service came this other value that was or, already had a number attached to it that they could pay exactly for. yeah you got you, you basically bought an asset you bought a video yeah. at the end of the day um but i think what we did there is we showed what we did and then having an open communication with your client, which is huge, hugely important, mm -hmm. and just saying, listen, and let me just take one step back. By having the conversation up front, which is something we didn't do, and we're lucky we've got the great relationships we do have, we didn't say, listen, we know this is, we know this is cheap. We know this is really low price, but we need to do it to show you just how good we are. 
but the normal price is X. But we're going to do it for Y, and then the next one we might go for Y and a half, but eventually we're going to end up at price X, and that's that's what the market rate should be. I think if David has that approach, fantastic. I think if David goes in too early to big clients, trying to sell them hard, he's going to get nowhere. Big clients are hard to close. Having said that, I think he 100% should get on the radar as soon as you've got any portfolio piece. Mm. As soon as he goes and does something for ABC Gyms down the road, he should be like, send it to Dream Client and just be like, hi, just so you know, um, I'm fully booked at the moment. Like, fake it till you make it, David. I am fully booked at the moment, but I just wanted to let you know the type of work that I do. If you could send this across to the most relevant person in the company, we'd love to chat about what your strategy is. Again, fully booked for at least the next three months, but I want to open a conversation up. That is so strong from a freelancer to go into a company with. Fully booked, this guy's in demand, he's doing good work, he's getting results. Mm-hmm. Here's a video testimonial from a gym that is potentially a competitor. That's that's the angle that I definitely play this down. Um, so I think there's a massive opportunity for working for free um, or cheap to get your foot in the door. Yeah, and, and, on, and on that as well, specifically with gyms, for example, he could work for just a free membership. <laughs> Like if you if you're saving forty fifty quid a month on a membership just because you're doing a couple of hours on social a week for a gym that you're already going to and you're going to be in and you're already going to going to be taking selfies while you're in there anyway, like exactly <laughs> do whatever you need to do to, to basically hustle your way in to make sure that that client says yes to you doing some work, and weirdly like when you offer free work it's not always a yes. I know that sounds counterintuitive, but it's not always a yes because you're still a burden to the company. They've still got to open up their social media platforms Mm -hmm. to you and let you in the building. Like there is still a value exchange that these guys are doing for you because they're basically saying, yeah, come and sit with me. I'll explain how our business operates. I'll explain how much a gym membership is worth and the lifetime value of that membership and talk about lifetime value. We're going to cover that off in a a show in a couple of of days uh, and how to measure that and make sure it's profitable. But like they, they are giving up time and for business owners, time is everything. So don't think just because you're doing some work for free, you can build that into it and be like, listen, John, I'm coming into this space. I'm going to become the number one freelancer, maybe not as egocentric as this, but I'm going to become the number one freelancer in this space or number one agency to help gym owners like you. I really want to understand how your gym operates. So how about this? For every two hours of work I give you, you give me half an hour of your time back. Like that is good value for, for David. Because he's going to understand the mechanics of what it's like to run a gym. And I think if he understands that and he's good at his craft, and by the way, this whole fucking thing falls down if he's not any good. Like if he, <laughs> if, if David, I'm sorry, man. If you're not good, this whole thing doesn't work. Like you'll, you'll just be broke and you'll just be out of a job and you'll end up working at Costa for the rest of your life. So just make sure you're actually good at what you do um, if you're going to take this approach. And yeah, be, sound, really, sound be really self-aware. Get good, yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> As Adam always says, make it better, get good. Do more. It's dog shit, it's fix like, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's my best work. Um, but, but yeah, I think be self-aware in that respect. But if someone out there is telling you do not work for free because it damages the industry, just be selfish, man. Just think about yourself. Because at the end of the day, there are very few people that genuinely take a very holistic view to the industry. Mm. They're more thinking about them. And you need to do exactly the same thing. Because... No one is going to pay your bills. So do what you need to do to go and build up your portfolio. Understand where you want to get to. Work backwards. Speak to the clients. Get them on the radar. Do good work and ladder yourself up. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's just... You just raise a very interesting point that just because you're doing... It, just because you'd say you're happy to do it for free or cheap doesn't mean they're necessarily going to say yes anyway. So 
get your pitch down as well get your pitch sorted and we've got loads of episodes in the back catalogue mm. about that David if you've got any follow up questions for that please let us know hopefully that helps um, as a summary well we've covered it off like find your ideal clients mm-hmm. do not approach them for free work because you're going to really find it difficult to move their price level up in the future find class B class C and D potential gyms local to you find the gym owners understand a really clear relationship of how you get value and they get value make sure that you whatever you do you're allowed to add to your portfolio get a testimonial and as soon as you start getting any success start sending that pitch to the bigger clients very soft sell i'm fully booked here's what we do here's the results we get we'd like to have a conversation in the future let's put something in the calendar go and do that approach mate you will crush it we really look forward to hearing back to seeing if you're actually going to do the advice Cool. If you have a question you want to send in, you can reach us at harrison at experttrades.com. Two T's in the middle, one S at the end. Or the you gram. can grab us on the startup podcast on Instagram. Best way if you want to submit a question, email it. And if it's long form, if it's short form, all you need to do is hit me up with a direct message on Instagram. And on that note, I do want to say a quick thank you to Stu Weir on Instagram, who said, hey guys, fantastic show as always regarding episode 182. This is where we mention the failure to uh, add sales funnel into the pipeline and missing that for a couple of weeks. Stu says something that really hit home for me here. And this is one thing I love about this show is we get asked some questions but we also get sent some advice and we're probably going to start dropping this on the show he basically recommends he says adam could you not include the sales pipeline in your weekly scrum meetings therefore it'll be measurable and any problems would be easily identified like that is solid advice what's his day rate (laughs) (laughs) that is solid advice from Stu. um we cover off the sales mistakes i made if you want to go back and listen to that every business needs to learn how to sell and the problem that i had mentally is that i'm the only person in the sales team so i am the team in a scrum format it's just me i talk to myself and that doesn't really hold me accountable or highlight things uh, the way that it does in other areas of the business so amazing advice Stu. we're 100 percent going to do that he then follows up to say keep up the good work lads dogs bollocks podcast listen from episode one you are my dog walking companions cheers Stuart. on that note we'll leave it there cheers buddy So just a big thank you to iTunes name Driven9943. Left this review on the 13th of the 13th. <laughs> 13th. <laughs> Come on, I'm leaving this in. So <laughs> <laughs> These intros are getting worse. Driven9943, 13th. 13th. <laughs> I might edit this bit out. <laughs>